Welcome to Create Wealth Through Franchising. I'm your host, Kim Daly. Whether you're a CEO, a military vet, a real estate investor, or simply in career transition and ready to take ownership of your future, with each episode, you're gonna learn valuable insights and hear inspiring stories from within the franchise industry. On that note, my guest stories are their own. And as a franchise consultant, I do not make personal brand endorsements or earnings claims, but I do educate, motivate, and inspire dreams. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to Create Wealth Through Franchising and Kim Daly TV. I am your host, Kim Daly, and my special guest with me here today, he's no stranger to my studio. In fact, I was just telling him he is the only first ever three-time guest on Kim Daly TV. There must be a reason for that. Please welcome back Jason Olson, the founder of Image Studios 360. Jason, welcome. Kim, thanks again for having me. It's great to be here. Third time's a charm, right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I think we've been charming all along, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll put some links in the show notes to the other two episodes because in those episodes, Jason tells his story. I learned a little something new about his story today that's going to be very on point for the conversation that I want to have with Jason today. The reason that I've invited Jason back, well, He's Jason. He's amazing. I love him. I want you all to love him. But I'm obsessed with his franchise business model. Like, that's really why. Jason, am I the number one consultant placing people into your franchise? You have always been <laughs> number one. <laughs> I was like, I could be putting myself on the spot by asking you that question without knowing the answer. But I had a suspicion. You know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so there's a reason for that. And that's the conversation we're going to have today. So I work a lot, Jason, with uh, single multifamily real estate investors, Airbnbers, like people that are building diversified streams of income. They might be high W-2 earners like surgeons or dentists or, you know, corporate executives even with a portfolio, or they may not be. They may have already bridged the gap to get out of their job. Um, and they're just looking for uh, different revenue streams. And I mean, most sophisticated real estate investors understand that a business has typically has a higher cash flowing return, right, in, than real estate and creates tax advantages. And upon exit may even have some ROI as you exit the business, right? So there are similarities to real estate investments, but there's differences. And your franchise business model really uh, is the sweetest spot for these investors. And that's why I want to talk to you, because I want to talk directly to that airbnb -er, real estate, multi-single family real estate person who's looking for something else. Mm -hmm. So why is your franchise business model, the salon suite model, a good fit? for those type of investors? You know, I, I always say when you when you look at an entrepreneur that's been successful in a, in a startup and created a business, it's because they're solving for something personal, right? So what I was trying to solve for when I started Image Studios 13 years ago 
you know, prior to that, I was, I had started my other company prior to that I started was a car dealership. So I was a car dealer in my other, in my past life. Uh, but I was also a real estate investor. I, I, I had up to 1.6 rental homes, residential rental homes that I had owned. Um, you know, I, and my plan was anyone that's in real estate investing has a long-term mindset. You don't go into real estate investing with a short turnaround mindset. So you're already set up for success because all, all major gains in wealth come from long-term plays, compound interest, real estate investing, which plays on some of those principles. But, you know, what I was trying to solve for was cash flow. I wanted something that would create consistent, resilient cash flow that wouldn't fluctuate every month. You know, and running a car dealership can be very profitable, but you can have some really detrimental months as well when you have a recession. Until 2008. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's horrible. Um, but, you know, real estate investors, people who are buying property and holding every property you buy, and I think every real estate investor knows this, but every property you acquire is a permanent paycheck in retirement. Because as, as long as you have that cash flow from that asset, you will continue to earn as it, get, as it stays rented out. That's why I love real estate, because if you buy, buy a house, you know that in you know, X number of years, however fast you pay it off, that becomes a permanent paycheck in retirement. That comes every month as long as it's rented. We all love that. And it, we're looking towards the future. The thing that turned me off was the headache of, of of managing real estate, you know, and the other option is to hire a management company, but they take a good amount of that profit from you at the end of the day. And so the, just the ongoing headache of dealing with, with all different renters and maintenance issues on, you know, usually real estate investors aren't buying brand new houses either because those are more expensive. So they've done fixer uppers and all this, and it just got to be such a headache and uh, it's where, when salon suites really started to become a possibility in what I was going to do next. And it was during the recession of 0809 when uh, I just decided I'm getting out of retail. I don't want to be a car dealer anymore. Um, I want to get into real estate full time. Uh, but as I started Image Studios, what I loved about it was you're a landlord renting small spaces that you build out like a WeWork or an office, uh, co like co-working space. But instead of office suites, they're beauty suites for hairstylists and nail artists and estheticians who want to start their own business, you know, their own solo entrepreneur business, uh, but they don't have to invest any money to build out because we, we build these turnkey spaces for them. But the, the beauty is, is you're leasing to tenants in an industry that is historically extremely resilient during any downturn. In fact, the lipstick index is a real index that Wall Street tracks to predict when the next recession or depression is coming. Because what happens is, as they found out in the Great Depression, is the sale of lipstick goes through the roof as people get laid off and as things get tighter, because we all want to feel good about ourselves. And, and so that's a key it's indicator. It's such a small way to make your day a brand new <laughs> it really lipstick. Is, you know? It's so great. I laugh, but it's so true. I mean, us women, I, I always say that to my candidates when we're when we're like doing, you know, like, are you interested in the beauty industry, especially to men? I'm like, you have wife, girlfriend, daughters, because look, I don't care how hard times are. I'm not going to stop coloring my hair, right? Yeah. I'm not going to start stop cutting my hair. I'm, you know, I may space out my manicure to that third week, but I'm still going to probably have the manicure. So, these services that we women pay for are very resilient. Yeah. <laughs>
you know what what happens when things get tight and we enter a recession or a depression or any kind of economic downturn is you know people who uh, you know the majority of people in that middle class sector that upper middle class sector that has spending freedom they can go on vacations or they can remodel their kitchen or they buy a new car every couple of years and you know or put in a new pool or landscape the yard what happens is when you lose the financial freedom that you're used to it's a term called ego depletion and it wears on you because you 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 just you feel like a party is like restricted or constricted you just can't you can't do anything you want anymore you have that freedom now it's gone so people still exercise that that choice in feeling good about stuff where they they spend on beauty and tend to actually spend a little more than they do historically when things are good so when you look at real estate you know uh, uh, if you're a, if you're a landlord and you own a shopping center your goal is to diversify your tenant base because you don't want a bunch of all the same tenants because if if they're all in the same industry and a downturn happens you could lose your whole tenant base so landlords love, you know, having a Verizon store, a grocery store, a massage store, you know, and maybe a nail salon, anything, but they don't want duplicates because they not only compete, but they also raise their risk of, of saturation in one area. You know, what we're doing, even though we're a landlord business where we're tenant, our tenants are all in the beauty industry, they're all different types of beauty professions. But overall, beauty has such a strong track record in any sort of economic condition that it it's just a way to hedge your bet where you get into real estate but you also get into an aspect of real estate that is super resilient if you think about doing something similar like starting an office suite like a co-working space think about what you went through during covid post-covid and now the office vacancy across the country is horrific in fact they're predicting we may end up in a serious downturn because of the defaults in commercial office real estate. Look, San Francisco's 30% vacant. New York is horrifically vacant still. So this sector of real estate is really susceptible because office changed a lot. Well, what COVID did for salon suites was it drove thousands of beauty professionals out of their traditional salons and then pushed them into salon suites at an even faster rate. So we've seen the opposite effect. COVID, as as horrible as that whole period was for all of us, was one of the greatest things for our industry because it just accelerated the the demand for salon suites. Because and people, why is that? People want to be, they want to be in charge of their own destiny. They don't want to work for someone. COVID gave all of us, everyone that's listening, get, had a lot of time to think for the first time in a long time. And that's probably why they're listening now is because they've been sitting on the sidelines going, I'm, I don't know if I want to what I signed up for in my career is what I want to finish. There's a lot of people who reach, you know, 15, 20 years into a profession who start to get that entrepreneurial itch. And that's why they're thinking about what's my next move. Because, you know, when you enter that next stage of life, you still have a lot of good working years ahead, but you want to make the right move and make those years count, right? You don't want to start over in another 10 years. So when you're thinking about starting a business, that's really where franchising becomes such a great option for people once they're they've reached you know that that stable point in their career because franchising is a great way to reduce risk, to use a proven system and to follow a process that you know will hopefully get you the results that you're looking for, you know by by working within that system. Then what we find though is people who then look at franchising, especially if they're if they're 40, 40 years or older, typically 
they're also at a point where they're like, I don't know if I'm interested in working 60 hours a week though. Like I've, I've, I've been successful. I've made a lot of great moves in my career. Or even 20 hours a week, Jason. <laughs> I get a lot of people who are like, can I just put my money in in no time? And I'm like, well, that sounds too good to be true. And it is. <laughs> but we do have a thing called the salon suite. <laughs> yeah. And that's where like you look at if you, if you go into franchising, you're, you're taking a step to hopefully reduce risk because you're going with a proven model with scale. So, you know, again, the odds are that as a, as a brand scales and has multiple locations, the chance of success should be greater if there's no closures. Um, and so what you want to look at, though, is then do you want to get into food service? Do you want to get into fitness? Now, these are all things that are great, but they also require a lot of work. And when you look at uh, this sector of salon suites within franchising, it's a really great way to get into real estate investing where your asset light. So you, you typically will lease the spaces from landlords on a 10 or 20 year lease. You'll receive some TI money from the landlord to help offset your investment cost. But then you also can, can make your money go a lot further because then you can use the power of, of leverage, borrow and finance a portion of that build out, and then really create a great business that has really unique tenants in a really strong industry. And at the end of the day, this is a rewarding business because what you get to do every day is work with other entrepreneurs. And Kim, that's what you and I do every day. All our image owners, our franchisees are entrepreneurs and everyone you're working with is an entrepreneur or is becoming one. But that is a really fun group of people to work with. It's contagious. It's there's, you know, entrepreneurs, I always say the difference between an entrepreneur and someone who's not is entrepreneurs dream like everybody, but we act. Despite the risk, despite the fear of failure, that's the only difference is I think everyone dreams of doing something different one day, but the difference is entrepreneurs just move forward. And we're really good at just despite everything else, we just put one step in front of the other and we keep going and we keep walking and we're not staying put. And we're definitely not going backwards. But I love working with people like that because they inspire me because it's always a reminder of like, we're all doing this because we're all very intent on changing the trajectory of our future and how we build wealth. On freedom, the word's freedom, right? Everybody's yeah. chasing freedom. Hey, Daily Coach fans. If you're loving this episode, please do me a quick favor and leave me a five-star rating and a short review. Your feedback fuels my growth and rankings and shows others that this podcast is valuable. Now, back to the show. I've never met a person who wanted to be held up, <laughs> you know, wanted to be tied down by a corporate job, be under that glass ceiling in corporate America, right? Who yeah. wants to wake up and work for somebody else's dream. Everybody wants to do it for themselves. I love your definition of entrepreneurs. Just everybody dreams, but entrepreneurs act. That's beautiful. Our core values for Image Studios are creativity, freedom, and success. And it's, you know, we're in a creative industry. The freedom is an obvious part of this platform. And then the success value is, is not monetary success. It's a nice, you know, byproduct that we, you know, everyone hopes to have when they start a business, but it's it, the success core value we embody is that our platform that we're building, these studios we built, the people that move in, it's watching them succeed at something they never thought was possible. So and if you want to talk about something that's rewarding and makes you go to bed at night, feeling really great about what you did that day, this is something that is for you. Like, it's just, it's, it couldn't be a better fit for someone who likes to help other people who, you know, wants to work with 
and mentor people who want to be entrepreneurs and to be in that, you know, again, being in real estate with creating cash flow and, you know, renting out space and, and everything else that encumbers that. So can I interrupt you? So as, as you mentioned, I was going to ask you, you, you don't have to own the building. A lot of times people will be like, wait a minute, I got to No, you don't, you know, and, and, and there may be some people who do that or it is everybody. Do you just encourage the money going into the business? Cause the business, um, while it feels like real estate is still a business. And if you own the real estate, then you've got the two investments sort of tied up together. Owning the real estate is always a, a, the best way to go about it, but probably 90% of our franchisees lease the real estate. And the reason being is when you purchase re commercial real estate, you're typically required to put you know a 30% down payment before you can purchase. And then as you, since you are the landlord, you're also contributing 100% of your build-out cost. You don't get any TI because you're the landlord. So you know, and depending on the deal, some TI ranges from five dollars a foot up to you know fifty or sixty dollars a foot, which could be hundreds of thousands of dollars that you get from the landlord. So what what happens is if you if you have ample cash reserves, I always say then buy real estate, but you can leverage cash and make it go a lot further if you aren't able to buy, but you can lease, leverage some of the landlord's money for the TI leverage debt financing for a portion, put some cash into it as well, but using a mixed approach to really leverage cash. I mean, the whole idea with investing is if I buy, you know, $100 of Apple stock, I own $100. But if I buy real estate and put $100 down payment, I might be able to finance another eight or 900 to get the real estate. It depends on, you know, every deal is different, but there's a, a lot of this is why real estate is such a great Thing for so many investors because they can leverage right. cash and get really good cash on cash returns just in the whole real estate industry. Now you got to buy the right piece of real estate and you got to, you know, treat it right and, you know, fill it with the right people. But there's a reason why real estate investing is a big deal for a lot of people. And it's because there's a lot of great advantages to it. Okay. So to dial into the model, so you build out the spaces and then do you have any employees? Um, typically every location is owner operated. Uh, we have owners of, you know, franchisees of ours that have three, four or five locations. Once they start to scale, a lot of them will hire an employee to come in. Um, I'll give you an example. When I started Image Studios in 2010, I ended up loving it so much. I, I built five of them in five years, one, one per year, right after the other. When I built my fifth store in 2015, I remember after the grand opening, uh, I was I was just thinking about the whole operation, and I had one full time employee working for me. She was amazing. She was doing all of the leasing. She was doing all the maintenance coordination. She was basically front of house. Uh, I was back of house, so I was doing accounting. I was doing all the other logistical stuff behind the scenes. Um, and then we had one janitorial crew that was a ten ninety nine contract worker, and then we had two handymen that were ten ninety nine. And, you know, 1099s are, you know, they're, they're their own business. They're not employees. So I was managing one W-2. We had five rooftops and I had 200 salon suite tenants in that portfolio. And I just would laugh sometimes because I remember back in my car dealer days, you know, we'd have 100, 100 employees, 350 cars, and all sorts of headaches that go into managing a team that size. It never stopped. There was no rest for the weary in the in that world, and that's true for a lot of businesses. Is 
the bigger they get, the more complicated they get, but they're, it's really hard to scale out. Yeah. This is a business that gives you more of a, of a, uh, like a peripheral vision of what the, the future looks like, because you can see as I scale to three, four or five or 10 locations, staffing ratios are a lot more straightforward. It's a lot easier to manage a team of, you know, three, four or five people. If you're running a portfolio of these, instead of managing a hundred people and six managers and all that other stuff that goes with it. So, but some people are built for that and they're really good at it. And that is perfect. Sure. But other people like me, prefer maybe a more simpler approach of just what I'm looking for, what I'm solving for is stability and, and wealth creation. And that's where the things I do and invest in are always geared at as they grow bigger. It doesn't necessarily create more entropy. Yeah. And the time freedom factor is thrown in there as well, right? Right. And you got to so think about creation it. without time. We're not trading our time for money. And, you know, the younger you are, you're, you're a time billionaire. You know, the older you get, you're not a time billionaire. And so you, we can be wealthy in time and we can be wealthy in money. And sometimes we're both, but usually they're they're on opposite ends. That's funny. And they're both very important parts of wealth, right? Because time wealth is everything. Everyone would pay more money to have more time, uh, you know, especially as they get older. But that's where, depending on what side of it is people are on as you get older you really start to look at what are ways i can create wealth what are ways i can create consistent cash flows because i think what we're, we're all probably trying to solve for is we all want to retire one day whatever that looks like but we don't want to run out of money <laughs> like that's the scariest part about i think everyone thinking about retirement is how do i make sure i have enough though to to live the life i want to without the stress that's yeah. why you make good decisions your whole life in long-term plays that get you long-term results. If you're solving for the short-term, you're not, you know, I always say short-term moves, short-term games get you short-term prizes. If you want a long-term prize, a big prize, you got to play a long-term game. And that starts with thinking big, thinking long-term, and really thinking about how you allocate your time and attention to something that will fulfill you, but also create what you're looking for in, in an outcome that leads to a happy life in retirement. So, Jason, how has the current economy and market really impacted, like, the, in general, the real estate market for positive or for negative? With your listeners, who I assume a lot of them are real estate investors, they, whether they're in residential or commercial, but my guess is probably a lot of people have a lot of residential, you know, real estate properties. You know, the other challenge that that people are facing in that world right now and have been for a few years is you've got obviously higher interest, making mortgages a lot more expensive on these rental homes. Um, you've got to put more money down. And then you're also competing with all the Airbnb investors. And so what has happened is it's driving the costs up. And if you look at where real estate is now, the other thing that is, is you know, despite this economic challenge we're having with high interest, you'd think that the real estate market would sort of crash and slow down. But because everyone's sitting on a two and a half or 3% interest rate, no one wants to sell. So that it's creating scarcity. So then the, the buyer pool that is out there is smaller, but there's less inventory. So it's just, if you're looking at building and growing your real estate empire, and you're you know building that, that real estate portfolio, your, your key is you got to keep adding properties. But the, the challenge is, is the costs for acquisition just keep going up and up where it's starting to squeeze out margins. You, you know, and I think the thing that you worry about in every industry is when you start to see margin compression and profit erosion. 
That's nothing any investor wants, right? We want our dollars to go the same distance or further every year. What we don't want to do is see the dollar go 80% of the way it used to or 60%. But with the, with the landscape of residential real estate specifically, it just, for investors out there, I'm sure everyone's finding it's just a lot harder to find good deals. There's a lot of people flipping. There's just more people trying to buy all this stuff. So it just, it just drives costs up. And at the end of the day, it just results, I think, in a lot of, lot of compression on the margins. And this, my friends, is why I love Jason Olson. He's a wealth of information. I mean, this episode is going to crush. Jason, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom, even beyond Image Studios, just to the real estate knowledge and little nuggets about entrepreneurs or people who with dreams who act. I love that. Thank you so much for being our special guest here today and sharing more about the Image Studios franchise opportunity. Always a pleasure, Kim. Thank you. You are so welcome. For those people who this episode has inspired, please reach out directly to me because I want to find out if your market is still open because I've done some pretty good damage around the country with this model. So we got to get you pre-qualified. They have some pretty good financial requirements for this model. And then also make sure that the territory that you live in or that you would want the business to be in is open and viable. So please follow the email on the screen right now or reach directly out to me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. And until next time, my name is Kim Daly and I want to be your daily coach. You can find more content just like this on my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. And if you're inspired to take the next step to explore franchises matched to you, please email me right now at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. 